This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. This show is supported by generous listeners like you through our Patreon. This episode was underwritten by the Tamsin G Association. To learn more about ways to support Oh My Dollar and get cool perks like exclusive live streams and cat stickers, you can visit ohmydollar.com slash support. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Kerbake. And I'm your other host, Will Romy. We're hungry this morning. Yeah, so <laughs> so today we are going to talk about how to stop eating your budget away with restaurant and bar spending. And this actually came out of the fact that... Um, uh, Will, you know, I publish like every month I publish what my expenses are on my website and you can go look at it if you have any interest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also publish how many burritos and tacos I eat per month, you know, just in case you care. And uh, I a lot of people have been asking me how I spend so little money on eating out. And I don't think I'm in any means an expert, nor do I think my restaurant spending is amazing. I spend probably let's actually see what my average is. Uh, my Let's average. Run the numbers. Yeah, my average is twenty five a month. I spend twenty five dollars a month on on restaurants, and like, which to me is like, okay, you know, I go out to eat like once or twice a month. I would say, um, and uh, I'm I'm not a foodie, but I like to eat food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I I went to for my birthday last year. I got taken out to an incredibly fancy restaurant for me, like a pre fee like. You know, you sit oh, yeah. there. Yeah, what and kind it, of food? Uh, orchestrated. It was. It was called. Um, it, it's like a a local place that does like plant based. Like everything is. T- you all sit at a counter, and it's like, you know, chef's table or whatever oh, style. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like choreographed with the music that they were playing, like how they serve the food to you. Anyway, it was really like it was an interesting experience, but I kind of learned out of that 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 is not for me. That's not where I get value in my food money. I was like, I was like, this was like a fun experience to do once, but like I would rather, as opposed to spending eighty five dollars on this like two hour experience, I'd rather get like three months worth of burritos. (laughs) (laughs) Right, spreading it out. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, so that being said. But I think that there's a lot of different ways, like even if you are a foodie, if it is something that you value going out to fancy restaurants, you can find ways to like cut back in other ways with restaurant spending to kind of even it out. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, I think one of the things that is a big driver for me is that 
I I like restaurants more when I anticipate them. So when we were getting ready for the show, we yeah. were we were talking about ramen. Exactly. Yeah, I, I had a great ramen meal with a friend, but I definitely planned about planned for it the day before. So I was I was eagerly awaiting the ramen all day. Yeah, and even I, even kind of skipping out on some other snacks just in anticipation. There's nothing like being incredibly hungry and then getting a meal that you've been anticipating. Yeah, a bowl full of noodles bigger than my head. Yeah, <laughs> and if I know like if I have like a particular restaurant meal that I really like, like um this one place is burritos or this other place is nachos, uh then I like if I anticipate that meal and I and I get what I expected. Oh, I just like it so much more. So we're just hungry now. It's 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 pretty early in the morning when we're recording this, but I'm like ready for lunch now after mm-hmm. this whole thing. Um, anyway, here are some ways to not get hungry, I guess. <laughs> so one of the big things is planning ahead. Um, and for me, if I know when my restaurant spending spikes, so like. If I'm stressed at work, my restaurant spending will spike. Um, or maybe when your partner is out of town and you just like don't want to cook by yourself. Like I'm one of those people that like doesn't like cooking for myself as much as I like cooking for someone else. Um, or like when I'm at the hospital, I have to go for in for tests every six weeks for labs. And there's a one restaurant that just the smell of fried food will waft to me as I'm walking into the hospital. Oh yeah, and that's I, hard to steer away from. Yeah, and but I know what my triggers are, right? So I I try to plan ahead for those. So I either plan ahead to know like, okay, I will always go to that restaurant when I go get my lab tests. Or I know like, hey, my partner's going to be out of town next week, so I'm going to cook on Sunday and have a lot of leftovers so that I can just be lazy and and reheat leftovers when they're gone. Yeah, leftovers are key. Oh, leftovers are great. Um, And I think leftovers might be like, this is all just an elaborate episode to tell you how to create more leftovers in your life. (laughs) So um, another big thing, too, if you just want to reduce restaurant and bar spending, but you don't really want to go out less, is to skip beverages, um, especially alcohol. I asked on Twitter what people's advice was, and there was just a cascade of people saying skip booze. Um, and that really can reduce your total bill. I almost never get a beverage other than water. Uh, we're lucky in Portland. Usually water is free. I know if you live mm. if you live in Europe, it's, it's like quite normal to charge you for water at a restaurant. <laughs> when I was in Europe over the summer, they, yeah, yeah they, they kept on charging for water. And it was consistently more than a Pilsner. Yes. Yeah. I drank less water. Uh, yeah. Water is more <laughs> expensive in Germany than <laughs> beer. Um, and, and that was one of the big things is that I would always just bring carry a water bottle around with me. And that was like another thing where planning ahead really factored in was that like water is expensive in Germany compared to beer. Um, but they're both more expensive than like filling up the water at my apartment yeah, 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 <laughs> and, and yeah. having it with me. But if I don't plan ahead, then, you know, it's a big deal. Um, if you do have kids, look into kids eat free nights. Um, there's a lot, especially like local chains or big chain restaurants will have a kids eat free night or um, kind of like lower market, like, uh, you know, like Mexican restaurants or Italian restaurants that are kind of local and not like high end restaurants will often have a kids eat free night. And that's a great way to do it. Because just adding up kids' food, especially when you know they're probably not going to finish it. <laughs> Can you imagine having to pay for other people all the time? <laughs> <laughs> we have some extreme childless privilege going on right here. Another thing I do is I sign up for the mailing list at local restaurants I really like. So, like my favorite brunch place has been sending me a twenty percent coupon every month for like eleven mm. years, um, and I don't go to there every month, but I know that I'm going to get that coupon, and I, it definitely does like drive my decision to go there more often. Yeah. And that's kind of. Coming back to planning ahead, like you're talking about, if you are planning ahead, you can take advantage of those discounts or deals or 
Yeah. And if you're the kind of person that's going to get a coupon and then be like, oh, my God, now I can think about nothing but brunch. Maybe this isn't the solution <laughs> for you. Right. You know, if it's going to make you go there more often. But um, but it can be a really good way to plan ahead, especially if you know that you're always going to get brunch or mm-hmm. something like that at that place. Um, like my local coffee shop. I'm on their mailing list and they're like two blocks from my house and they will just randomly send a like it's Wednesday. Get two dollars off. And that that I kind of like tell myself like okay, you can go to the coffee shop next time they have one of those discounts and they send in a like, hey, that makes sense, yeah. today is a cheap day because it's close and it's a nice perk for myself. Um, this is a big one. I think that this is a big driver in a lot of financial decisions, but engaging your friends and your coworkers, so the p- people that you spend the most time with and you're most likely to go out to eat with, engage them in a no restaurant challenge. Like it turns out that this is one of those things that is like kind of a perpetual New Year's resolution for a lot of people, but it's very hard if you have a culture of always going out to eat. So um, if you, all your coworkers are always going on, you know, food cart trips during lunch, um, pick them out in a time that's a stretch for you like a week or a month or even a year if you're super extreme and challenge your friends or your coworkers to a no restaurant challenge. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be across the board. It could just be no eating out at lunch or no yeah. <laughs> you know, no happy hours for a month. And it makes it a lot easier if you're trying to save money overall. Um and then you can just pick a non restaurant reward at the end so that you, you know, still have saved some money. Or if you want, you can just see if you can lower your baseline and then reward yourself with like a fancier thing or all of your friends go out for drinks at the end of the month, you know, mm-hmm. like Makes like sense. just to see if you can change your baseline. Yeah. Well, and with your friends, too, it's more of a social thing, too, which is often, I think, what drives people into restaurants. Yeah, totally. Um, and, you know, for me, it was it, it was realizing that how many of my friends also <laughs> didn't want to eat out at restaurants Uh and we were all kind of always saying yes to each other because it was the only thing we could think of but then once we challenged that we we came up with a lot of ideas i had one summer where i had a no restaurant lunch club for a month with friends and we had previously always met up we all worked at different places but we would meet up and like go to the food carts at lunch and instead we started meeting in the park for lunch every day and uh, we had a rotating schedule of who packed lunch for everyone else which was like Awesome. I'm not sure I could manage that level of coordination in my life anymore, but it was super fun because no one had to pack lunch every single day, but you would put more effort in on the day that you were packing lunch because you're packing it for other people, right? So you yeah, wouldn't just yeah, be not like, just yourself. Yeah, here's some hummus and some crackers. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to like make something good. Um, and it was really fun. I kind of see my friends every day and like go hang out in the park. So No, that sounds like a great way to do that. I am a big fan of having suggestions of non-restaurant activities at the ready. Or cheaper options. So if a friend always suggests that you meet up at an expensive restaurant, maybe have a close by less expensive restaurant as a suggestion if you just want to like spend a little less. Like I'm a big fan of recommending burrito lunches. Yeah. <laughs> One, because I think um, it tends to meet a lot of food needs. And we live in Portland where everyone's yeah, customizable. Yeah. It's like very customizable, less than like an Italian restaurant, which doesn't meet a lot of food needs for different people. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm only picks, picking on burritos in Mexican food. But, you just like um, burritos a lot. I just re- I do really <laughs> like burritos a lot. Um, so, you know, always having a close by less expensive restaurant, because if someone is always like, oh, let's go to this one place and you're like, oh, what about this place? It's two blocks away. And it's like half the price that can really help with friends. Consider inviting friends over for a drink and snacks instead of going out to happy hour. A six pack costs less than a cocktail out. In many cases, right? And it can give you more time to hang out with your friend, right? You're not going to feel the pressure of like, oh, we have to order another drink if we want to keep hanging out. 
And if you want a suggestion that doesn't involve cleaning your apartment, <laughs> which is for me like a big driver in mm-hmm. not having friends over, uh, cons- find the couch. Yeah, <laughs> consider a walk with friends or a trip to a cool free spot in town. So like I have a kind of mental list of neat free viewpoints I like to recommend. They're not all outside. So like one of them is um, we have a big tower in Portland called Big Pink, and they actually up on their like third floor, which has like a pretty good view they have like business lunch tables that you can just like pack a lunch and come to and it's a really fun place to have like a late afternoon or a lunchtime like meeting with a friend it's a good tip or you can go on like a non-restaurant excursion like i, I don't know you know like the fancy people house tours or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> house uh, tours are fun libraries are fun libraries are really fun um, and they don't all have to be active things right so it could just be hanging out and playing video games or board games or watching youtube um I like silent reading parties, uh, which is just like me and my level of interest in social activity, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, which is like I'll walk with a friend, we'll chat, and then we'll like go hang out and read because we both want to like read, but we also want to like see other humans. Uh, That's a good way to do both. This is the sign of someone that works from home where you're like, (laughs) I would just like to hang out in a room with someone else. Uh, Where there are other people, yeah. (laughs) Fancy hotel lobbies make really excellent spots for reading parties, just as a Mm. note. Uh, That's a good idea. And you can totally get a drink from the hotel bar if you want, or you could just hang out in the hotel lobby. They're very used to that. Uh, I like to like dress up and then go to like vintage hotel lobbies. That's which a great idea. It's like very fun and great places for photo shoots. Um, and then obviously libraries, as we mentioned, they are the quintessential free place to There's hang books out. There. Yeah. And if you want to get extreme, you can get into New Year's resolution mode and combine saving money with a goal to work out more and invite your friend on a jog. <laughs> yeah, doubling down on your your goals. Yeah, just if you want to get extreme, I have a I have a workout buddy. It's very fun. Uh, she actually has an apartment building that has like a nice gym so i go over to her house and work out and then we have coffee in her apartment after okay that's that's several of these we've talked about perfect yeah i <laughs> know it's like it's like and and it's a good way to also like make sure i see my friend and keep ourselves accountable to our workout goals so you know and you don't have to be an excellent cook to invite your friends over you don't have to have a dinner party you can go to trader joe's and make some trader joe's tapas out of like yeah. you know <laughs> random prepackaged things like like you're Having social time with friends does not have to be predicated on going out to restaurants. So let's take a quick break and we have even more ideas. Our show is supported by listeners like you and sponsors. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. And we're back from break. We are talking about how to save money on restaurants and, and food, food in lunch, general, and business coffee, lunches, all the things. <laughs> uh, so this one might seem kind of obvious, but we talked about the planning ahead. If you know that you're going to go to certain restaurants on a regular basis, like, for example, like your family always comes over during the holidays and you all go out to Olive Garden or something, check gift card discount and coupon websites like there's a ton of them for national and like local chain restaurants like pizza is one of those things where if you plan ahead you should like never have to pay full price for Mm -hmm. pizza especially delivery pizza um so just check the gift card discount websites you can often get like an olive garden uh, you know gift card for like 20 percent off or something which can be a big deal it's more breadsticks for you (laughs) uh And then I think this is the big one. So for me, a big driver for me in eating out, second to social pressure is convenience. Yeah, for sure. So just being like, oh, I don't want to cook. Like, I don't want to deal with it, especially when I'm stressed out or I'm depressed Uh or any of those things. Worked all day or tired. Yeah. Yeah, And you're like, oh, 
You just need food in you. Yeah, I'm not even going to be that satisfied with the restaurant meal, but I just don't want to cook. So I am a big fan of setting up systems for cooking dinner that make you make it so that you don't want to rely on Postmates or DoorDash or getting takeout. So this is one of the big things here. Like find what your lazy meal that isn't eating out is. So a slow cooker recipe that works for you that like, oh, you know, you're going to have a long day at work. Set up that slow cooker before you go to work. Um, or things that you can always have in your house that make cooking dinner easier than going out. So or make eating a packed lunch at work instead of going out, like even things that you could bring in on Monday to your office, leave in your work mm-hmm. fridge if you have one that just is there. Yeah. The quick PB&J is a staple for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Raisin a big fan bread. of like hummus and some like pre-chopped veggies just in in the fridge at work means that like I will probably not go out to eat because mm-hmm. I, I like at the very yeah, least I have calories that. there. So for me, like it, it depends on what it is for you what, and like what your level of cooking and interest in what access to like what facilities you have. But like at home, this could be microwave meals or like mac and cheese um, or just having pre-chopped ingredients that make it easy to throw together a stir fry or like some kind of batch cooking that you do on the weekend. So going and grocery shopping with the intention of setting yourself up for those lazy nights ahead of time is really great because obviously like if you're like oh i don't have any food in my house and i'd have to go to the grocery store and then i would have to cook something that creates too many steps but if you're like okay sunday i'm at the grocery store i'm gonna shop for the week and like hey i am gonna get that like pre you know pre-chopped stuff from from the deli because i know that if i have that in the fridge i'll throw that together yeah yeah a quick sandwich or whatever yeah for for me mine is um if i always have like pasta and ingredients for a quesadilla then in my fridge like i can make a quesadilla mm-hmm. and like have quick yeah like if if i chop veggies on the weekend I, I or if i just want to throw together a quesadilla i can have a plate of food in front of me in less than 15 minutes which is like less time than it takes to walk and order from a restaurant it's way less time than it takes for a postmates delivery to show up and i can like be done i can just have food in me right yeah <laughs> which is really great um and if you struggle with cooking due to like health or family re- reasons or you just like never learned Try to figure out what that best easy home meal is for you. It might be like a microwavable dinner. It might be like, you know, reheatable pizza, quesadilla, something like that. Um, And just make sure that you're set up for that. If you're trying to like learn how to cook more, um, there are two websites that I use sometimes. One is called Supercook. And that one will look, like let you type in the ingredients that you have in your house and then provide you with a recipe, Okay, uh, which is very fun. And then the other one, I can't say the full name on air, but it's WTF Should I Make for Dinner? And it will give you recipe ideas just randomly. Yeah. <laughs> and you can be like, I don't eat meat or I eat meat. And, and that's it. And it'll just keep generating um, recipe ideas, which is good if you... I tend to just get stuck in ruts. Um, and that can be good if I'm trying to like decide my biggest recommendation is if you're hungry and you're trying to decide on recipes, stay off BuzzFeed or Pinterest perfect looking meals or like those Instagram life hacks where they show you how to make something in a mason jar <laughs> because they all tend to be more complicated and just head to a w- website that focuses on practical cooking. So something like Budget Bites. Mm-hmm. 
if you are trying to plan ahead or like learn how to cook, uh, I cannot recommend the library enough. Like almost all libraries, public libraries have great sources of cookbooks and you don't have to spend money on them. And in reality, you probably just need to go through them, find some recipes you like, get used to cooking them rather than like ordering a bunch from Amazon because you've convinced yourself that you're going to never eat out again. So yeah, you don't even need cookbooks. Just wing it. It's always good. One of one of my favorites lately has been every time I go to make one pizza, I'll make two or three and then freeze the other two. So it's kind of a quick DIY frozen pizza. Batch cooking is like amazing. If you take anything from this is that leftovers can be your freaking savior, mm-hmm. which is like it doesn't take that much effort to double your quantity usually because once you're like chopping things or sauteing or baking things then it can just make a huge difference. Um, I even like to make large quantities of stuff and freeze it. So in the summer when we have tons of zucchini, we will just pump out batches of zucchini bread and throw zucchini bread like muffins Mm. in our freezer. And they're great because like two of those is essentially like a perfect mid-morning snack. And I... I'm never going to like go buy a zucchini muffin at the store, but if it's there in my fridge, I'm going to heat it up and it's going to be great. So, uh, all right. Figure it. So that's just trying to figure out what your lazy but not takeout or restaurant option is. Yeah. It's going to be different for everyone based on where you're at in your life and your cooking skills and everything, but figure out what it is for you and plan ahead for it. All right. Here's another one. Taking cash to bars and not bringing your card with you. <laughs> Bring your ID, uh, especially if you live in Oregon. But this is a huge one for me. Here's the thing. If you're going to bars to drink, alcohol reduces your willpower. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So decide on your budget for bars when you're sober and clear-minded and don't bring your, you know, nonstop card that you can just, you know, keep racking up a tab on. Force yourself into it. So if you say, I'm only going to have one drink and you only have a $10 bill, then guess what? You're only going to have one drink. <laughs> uh, so take out cash, or if you get paid in cash, take a 10 a 20 30 whatever your budget is, and just that's it. When you run out of money, you run out. This is hard if you have that friend that's always like, I want you to have another drink. Just I'll cover it. <laughs> so, you know, watch out for that friend. Watch out for that yeah. friend anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about coffee? Will, you work in coffee. Do I work you in coffee. do you still go out and get coffee? Hardly. I spend probably 10 bucks a week in coffee and I think I'm consistently drinking some of the best coffee in the world. Nice, nice. Uh, I yeah, really really I just make pour overs at home. I buy you know, about a pound of coffee every two weeks ish. Yeah, that's about what our consumption um, levels are per person. Yeah, I think well. about 12 ounces a week is probably a best bet. I'll still buy a shot of espresso here and there, but uh, I mean, otherwise, I usually just make coffee at home. We also have office coffee, which isn't, you know, I won't brag about my office coffee as much as I'll brag about my home coffee, but it's still good. Yeah. Free coffee is, you know, like, I feel like I've worked on a lot of nonprofits that have never had coffee budgets. And so I worked in an office for free coffee, and it took me a while to be able to be like, stop drinking it just because it's free because mm-hmm. i there the part of me that wanted to optimize was like but you get free coffee oh yeah and we've got a good coffee sponsor too at x-ray so we're <laughs> nice nice <laughs> we do well for ourselves <laughs> the uh so th- here's here's my recommendations right like i i we've talked before on the show how i kind of think this like latte factor is crap if you value coffee spend money on coffee right just put it in the budget but if it's something that you want to change, like it's a big issue for you where you're like, oh, I spend a lot of money on coffee and I don't like feel great about how I'm spending money on it. Um, 
notice that usually coffee spending, especially like convenience coffee spending, has to do with your routine and planning ahead. So mm-hmm. it could be like one thing that drives me is that when I was really stressed at work, I would want to go get coffee because I'd want to get out of the office and it turned out the walk was like 90% of it but it was also Uh, that feeling of like I'm stressed out and I want to treat myself and this is like a treat that is like an attainable treat right like it's like an easy treat rather than like I don't know one of my coworkers would just go onto eBay and start buying Kate Spade bags when she was stressed out (laughs) and like obviously I was like well I could have a coffee every day and spend less than one Kate Spade bag yeah by comparison but like see if there's a way to change your routine so it could be bringing a French press into work to make a nice cup of Mm -hmm. coffee in the afternoon instead of going out for a coffee run or it could be like just going on a walk around the block uh, with your coworker instead of a mid-morning coffee run. I had a lot of walking meetings at my old job and it was like awesome. Uh, Another thing I did was that I started bringing a thermos of coffee to my job that was next to the fancy coffee Mm, shop. That's a good idea. And I knew that I would want coffee by 7 a.m. I started work at 5.30 a.m. And inevitably, I would want coffee by 7 a.m. And they opened at like 6.30 at the coffee shop. And so I would just be like, oh. So I finally just got to the point where I would set up my coffee maker the night before to make me coffee, fill a thermos. And it was like a delight every morning when I'd be like, oh, I want coffee because I smell it coming from next door. And then I would have a thermos of coffee. It was great. Uh, it turned out I didn't want their coffee. I just wanted I wanted some coffee. and uh, Yeah, a coffee. I get it. <laughs> and it was, it was a lot, you know, it cost me a lot less. So another thing to consider is just try reducing the days that you stop for a latte. So like maybe right now you stop you stop Monday through Thursday. Try to only stop on Wednesdays or only st- stop, you know, on the day before the staff meeting when you know you're going to be really stressed out. Um, and that makes it a special day rather than an everyday occurrence. And like you've cut your spending down by 75 yeah. percent if you can go from four days a week to one well, day a week. Here's, here's some barista insider knowledge. Stop putting both in your lattes. <laughs> Because that adds up. Like if you're getting like your almond milk and vanilla latte, you're you're adding like on average about a buck twenty five, depending on where you're going. I so I will say, as as someone who doesn't drink dairy, mm-hmm. I am so frustrated that soy milk, which is cheaper in the store than, than fancy mm-hmm. dairy milk, which is like I go to fancy yeah. coffee shops, so they all use like fancy milk. Uh, they they charge me like a dollar. Yeah. Well, it's uh, a bulk purchasing thing probably but still the, the, the vanilla adds up uh your size adds up and you're really just getting extra milk when you're getting a large latte versus a small latte <laughs> you're really paying that premium just for the extra liquid that doesn't even make you more wakeful more caffeinated um this is a here's uh, our barista pro tip of, from yeah, will what are some... <laughs> i mean I, the other thing i would say is like if you are so excited about like those seasonal drinks or whatever like if you have a starbucks habit um and i'll, I'll call them out because they're everywhere right but like if you have a starbucks habit this is where those gift cards can like really come into play because you can get starbucks gift cards for like quite a lot less and so you just plan ahead for it and you know that it's your treat it's part of your budget right like it's it's okay to spend money on coffee and i don't want to like shame people for spending money on lattes but if you feel like you want to change it or you want to reduce it see what you can do try changing your behavior try gift cards any of those, th- those punch things. Punch cards. Punch cards. If you're not using oh, a punch card, use the punch cards. You're paying 10% more, assuming there's 10 punches. Yeah. And they vary. But yeah. <laughs> I I used to not drink coffee or caffeine at all. And so I, I spent a lot of my time at one particular tea house. And I have a punch card that is so filled 
that they had like it was a punch card for all the different kinds of tea you would get like if you got like a latte it would be on like a certain line or a regular pot of tea would be um but i my card was so battered because they had filled every single line and they just like rewritten because i would only get one kind of tea they like rewritten and it was like completely destroyed structural integrity yeah no it was it had fallen apart. (laughs) and did you trade it in for like a bag of tea leaves i mean i just kept getting my extra card and then we would like use it and it was great it was great i'd get my extra tea it was wonderful (laughs) it was wonderful they also had an arcade in their basement that only the staff were allowed to go to, but I was there cool. often enough that I went to the arcade in the basement. Cool. They were thanked in my thesis acknowledgments, so that's how much time I spent wow. at that tea shop. This is drifting, but I'm, I'm so curious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a weird couple years of my life. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all right. And this is like, I hate that this is my final piece of advice, but this is like the dorkiest piece of advice that I can give. Um, I am a big fan of working out after work as a substitute for happy hour. <laughs> okay, that makes, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I like it because it kills two birds with one stone, but like that is the part of the day where my willpower is the worst. But like, it turns out endor- the endorphins you get from like hanging out with people are pretty similar to the endorphins that you get from like doing hard cardio for 60 no, minutes. Yeah. So I love going to things that I'll like look forward to, but have trouble making myself go to. So like dance class or like a group lift lifting weights class. And it works out even better if I have a class scheduled through like class pass, which I've talked about before on this, because you can't cancel without a fee less than 12 hours in advance. Right. So the night before I'll be like, yes, tomorrow I'm going, I'm going to go to the gym. And usually like at 8am, I still feel fairly confident that I'm going to go to the gym. And by then I know that it's going to cost me $20 to decide to go to the bar instead of the gym. Right, you're penalizing yourself. Yeah. For, for your, or, or, it's pre-commitment. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pre-commitment. A and, negative reward. <laughs> and and instead of like having coworkers be like, oh, you should come out for drinks with us, I can just be like, oh, I actually have to go to this class. Like I have something scheduled and like it's going to cost me money. So I instead of just this vague idea that I should hit the gym as opposed to go out for happy hour, with coworkers, and it's totally dorky, but it's true. And then it turns out, like, when I get out of the gym, I just want to shower and I don't want to like go out. But yeah, to I a restaurant. So you're kind of forcing the issue in a, in a good way. Yeah, and that could that could go for lots of different things, you know. Um, so this this also helps, like, if you have kids and you have to pick them up or take them to activities, then suddenly the bar is less interesting. <laughs> Yeah, or more interesting. You know, since... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more, just more logistically challenging. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, wow. That was, I mean, that was a lot, but hopefully you found some advice. And I I think the advice can mostly be summed up to plan ahead and leftovers. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) That's, that's it. I'm not saying don't. Know when you're going to be hungry. And if you like going to restaurants and it doesn't bother you, then just budget for it. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And now all I really want is some, I think this recording this episode has had the opposite effect on me is that i i think i want to go out to eat for lunch now because we've been talking about it for so long uh reminder that we love hearing from you so are you trying to spend less at restaurants how much do you spend do you know um is this an easy easy thing for you like both will and i were like eh, you just don't go out to restaurants but or is this something that's really challenging for you do you do a lot of it uh let us know at questions at omydollar.com or tweet us at anomaly or at omydollar that wraps our show for today. Our producer is Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki. And your host and personal finance educator is Lillian Kerbick. 
Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.